Hello, internet. How is everyone doing? Chat. Green. Awesome. So here we are, Saturday. More time for more some Shadow Watch D and D goodness. A uh, couple of things to knock out real quick. Uh, add notes. There they are. Um, <laughs> so thank you everybody in the chat for uh, joining us so the, uh, so far this morning. I uh, want to give a quick shout out for Sirenscape. Uh, go to sirenscape.com for your background music and soundboards you can use for your tabletop experience. I want to shout out thank you for D&D Beyond for uh, the, all the tools and resources you can use for managing your campaigns and characters. Go to D&D Beyond and check them out. Um, uh, next, so uh, something I'm trying, I want to try and get in the better, uh, get in the habit of doing going forward is uh, taking a moment each time we start up and do a quick uh, round of cast interviews or intros, not interviews, intros, and uh, what's your character and, an and, and that kind of cool, cool shenanigan stuff. So well, I'm just going to start working my way around. Uh, so we'll start with Obsidian. <laughs> You're first in the well, list. So you always get first. <laughs> I'm the lucky one, I guess. I'm Obsidian. I play a, a rogue druid tabaxi. And we're all eighth level. Yeah, everybody's eighth level. Uh, Vulcan? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to post in the Discord. You caught me off guard. <laughs> Uh, my name's Volk. Intro, intro. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you playing? Ranger, and I am 8th level. And my name is Jason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that Wilhelmina? Hello, I am, uh, Hillary. I forgot my name for a second. <laughs> I play Will, who is a human variant, uh, grave cleric. Level 8. Hey, um, yeah, I'm the resident crazy gobbo. Um, little bit of rogue, a little bit of mage, a whole lot of chaos and wild magic. Um, yeah, two eight level. It's all good fun. Mixing it up with the chaos. All right, and finally, Anarian. Um, name's John, and playing Anarian, <clears throat> he is a rogue vengeance paladin, eighth level also. Some a uh, couple of other quick. Uh, I don't really have any uh, other announcements. Uh, do have one? Do want to point out that there is no challenge accepted game tonight. We are going to take the week off because it's a holiday. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, depending on your depending on what is available, because you know lockdown, you can't you can't everybody can't go out at the same time. So you know all the things. Uh, so done with that. Uh, unless there's something uh, from from the cast, um, go ahead and get into our recap and uh, get kind of get going. I know we're running a little behind today, so I'm trying to make up time, but not feel. All right. Um, so previously, uh, the party had returned to the Deep Gnome Enclave uh, after rescuing uh, the group of gnomes that were uh, abducted and uh, removing the most the most immediate threat to the Enclave. Um, Speak, after speaking with the Barrowmaster, uh, the party learned that there was a colony of Myconids that resides on the upper on uh, one of the upper levels of the city, and that that they have one of the pieces of the shards of day that the party is looking for. Um, some little bit of shopping and and uh, negotiating 
uh, in the uh, enclave, and then the party kind of gathered up and started to head north. Um, as part of the agreement with the Burrowmaster, uh, a female deep gnome named Cabless has uh, joined the party and is working as kind of a guide to lead them to uh, the uh, lead to them toward where the Mykonids are, are at. As part of that, uh, they ended. They started to travel through one of the small um, gardens, which has uh, long since turned into a fungal forest uh, in the city. Uh, while passing through that uh, garden area, they did come across a group of veggie pygmies and thornslingers. Uh, combat ensued, and uh, now that uh, after some creative. Uh, Uses of magic and chaos uh, managed to defeat all of the veggie pygmies, and now the party is. Uh, we're coming back in with the party just after, just in the aftermath of that conference. Are you guys feeling? Or what? How do you want to? How, how do you want to proceed? Well, very carefully. Yes. <laughs> That one yeah. took us a little bit by surprise. <clears throat> How's everyone feeling? Anybody need some healing? Uh, I got a little bit hurt if uh, you've got some to spare. I got some to spare. Here, actually, let me use one of my beads. My necklace of prayer beads. So you will get a second level cure wounds. Uh, rolling. Oh, that was almost really good. You get 13 <laughs> points of healing. I thank you, Will. It's almost really good. The seven rolled over to a two. Oh, that's just dirty. Just kind of average. Rude. All right. That was helpful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Are you at full now? Or are you still down a little bit? I'm down a little bit, but it's not significant. Okay. And it's all quiet in here now. We don't see or hear anything watching us or anything. Um, from what you can hear, there isn't uh, anything immediate. Uh, still, kind of this large uh, fungal forest with all, all with and whatnot. Uh, things. Here to be quiet. You're about halfway through the uh, garden area. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna need an abacus dish pickle if you keep doing this. Oh no! At it already. He's at it already. Dish pickle. It's a good thing you got that cure wounds before that dropped. I know, right? Well, we've established magical items do not invoke the wild magic. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. Okay, right. Yet. <laughs> Here's the Underdark, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, All right. Um, we didn't notice anything or find anything amongst the uh, pygmies and slingers, did we? No, just some crude spears. So nothing useful. They have, yeah, they have no need for for gold or anything anything like. That. 
right. um, Cabness actually kind of looking over it is kind of relieved that it didn't take so long, and she tells you that these garden areas they do they are sp spread out throughout the uh, city, and that most creatures tend to avoid them because of these veggie pygmies that have taken up residence, and sometimes worse things depending on when you happen to be unfortunate enough to be passing through. The name so, makes me wonder if they're edible. <clears throat> they are plants. I smell it. Does it smell tasty? Are they, are they edible? Um, there were a few that were set on fire. So you kind of have, if you kind of can smell some of the ones that are scorched. And they kinda, vegetables. Yeah, they kind of kind of the burned vegetables. Like you know, if you put eggplant on the grill and it sits there too long. <laughs> so good. Well, I'll, um, I'll bring some snacks. Go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and roll me a survival check, Wilhelmina. Is everything right. I'm touching still catching on fire, or has it been a minute? It, it's been a, it's been a, it, it's passed away. The flumps have vanished. Those that weren't killed off by the wild magic. <laughs> Ooh. Survival? That's yep. a twenty-four. Oh yeah, you have no problem going through and picking up like a, like five pounds worth of snacks <laughs> from the uh, veggie snacks. pygmies that were set on fire. Cool. Well, if there's uh, no immediate issues and um, we've managed to collect what we can, perhaps we should press on. If these garden areas are not the safest place to be. Draggy, what did you find out of your little toy over there that you picked through? Was there sound to that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're muted. Oh, the one time I'm mute. Yeah, it's like a little box, it's got little arms, like little moves. See what a little spear. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. I'm gonna let uh, Morin just eat whatever she wants as she kind of walks around the aftermath. All right. Shower some of the nice, scorchy, crispy bits. It's good. Oh no, is Morin like uh, cooked vegetables or just uh, raw vegetables? Yep. No. She's good. She's okay. not cooky. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, oh, the Morin kind of sniffs at it and then. Hey, Steve, can you check your Zoom chat? I uh -oh. sent you a question. Oh, I asked you a question in, in uh, Discord, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Making him jump today. I so like many it. secret questions. So we're only like halfway through this garden area. But we have a pretty straight shot to where we're going, right? That's what I remember from the map. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we have another one of these little garden spaces for a little while. All right. I was chewing on a bone in the background, so if you hear that, that's just the sound of more eating. <laughs> it's just more eating. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's the sound of her eating roast carrots. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just really hungry. Well. <laughs> All right. Shall we proceed? Yes. Let's get going. I'll ask uh, the guide to go ahead and take lead again so she can show us where we're supposed to head. All right. Ablis. All right. Now I think I can see if people message me. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Cabness uh, kind of. After you guys are all satisfied, she starts to lead you around. She leads you around the uh, the path that there's a path that is kind of on the north side of the garden and kind of wraps around uh, to the east. Uh, passing through, you see where like a large staircase kind of descends down and meets up with the path you're on and then leads into the next uh, district. Um, this next district is a, is a residential district that some of you are familiar with. As you pass through, uh, the notable things is on the left, as you're walk, as you're walking down this path, it's the large 20 foot by 20 foot main thoroughfare. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no light other than a little bit of the, uh, lichen and, uh, every dotted, every few hundred feet is a cluster of the crystals you've been starting to see in the various spaces. The glowing crystals? Yes. They give off a, a light, uh, a little bit of light in about a 10 foot radius. And they're all, they're, they're just in kind of little clumps every, I'd every like so often. i the guy that she knows what those are. Um, she's familiar with the crystals, but the fact that they seem to be appearing more and more over the last couple of years. So these are new? Relatively. Did we establish the week whether they gave off any magic? Did you do a detect magic on it, Hillary? Trying to do that in the week. Um, I just tried to pull it out of the ground. I didn't do any magic on it, but if we want to take some time, I can ritually cast detect magic. It'll take 10 minutes. Yeah. So you want to, you want to just start with maybe an arcana check or a nature check to try to see if we can identify what they are. Yeah, I can do that. Shraggle sit down on the ground as well, get his book out and get his little sort of quill will pop up and appear in his hand and he'll start sketching the crystals into the book as well. I look at Anarian and I say, I tried to pull them out of the ground before. They were very hard. You're considerably stronger than I am. And this might be something Tinkerbell would be interested in. Um, we found in different spots that there are certain issues with messing with uh, wild magic. So perhaps we should try to identify what they are before we start pulling, breaking, or uh, otherwise uh, tampering with them. Shall we? perhaps see if we can figure out something or if Shrag's book can figure out something? That is a good idea. Um, I unfortunately don't know anything about these because I rolled a six. Well, you've got one better than I did because I rolled a five. <laughs> All right. Shrag's rocking a whole 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Vulcan guidance. 
because I meant to give somebody guidance and he's the only one who hasn't rolled yet. Yeah, and when you do the guidance, go ahead and roll your D-100. Ah, oh, son of a... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we were just speaking about wild magics and lo and behold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's three on the deck. All right, where's my D-100? Here it is. What's a Vulcan do uh, as seeing the rest of the party start to get really fixated on these crystal on these crystal growths as you're uh, progressing down to, this main uh, path? Yeah, I'm making sure there's no other um, creatures surrounding us, uh, okay. and I'm going to start to kind of go a little wider and kind of again, same thing. Search for tracks, survey the area, just make sure everything is okay. Alrighty. Uh, as go as you're kind of looking down, uh, looking down this main thoroughfare, you notice that off to the side there, are like to this, to this, you're progressing northwest to northeast. That is the path that Cabness is focusing on, which fa uh, falls in line with this main kind of uh, roadway. To the south, there are a couple of uh, alcoves that lead into residential type uh, structures. Uh, you recognize them as dwar uh, like everything else, dwarven construction, just very, very old. Um, okay. As you kind of coming through, you start to lay eyes on a kind of a central uh, cross crossroads with a large, uh, old, uh, kind of decrepit looking, but functional fountain. Like it's like kind of like that big fountain in Times Square, or not Times Square, but in a. Uh, in Central Park in New York or something like that. It's huge, huge and RNA. It's just grimy and covered, but you still see water flowing from it and see a right. couple of different paths that lead out. Also mm -hmm. to the north, there's an alcove that leads in and just kind of standing there and looking in, you see this is a large, like estate size uh, residential area with a cut with several different uh, buildings and, and floors. And Will, what'd is you get on your D100? A 36. Sounds terrible. Roll yeah, a they D10. They all sound terrible. Huh? Roll a D10. Told you. <clears throat> Dear. Four? Follow up rolls are always worrisome. Okay. Um, as you as you cast guidance while you guys are searching, you, you feel the tingle of energy kind of feedback through your through your body and you feel certain fatigue of related to age start to fade away and you uh you actually find yourself decreasing in age four years didn't you age the last time a few years i think so so now this is reversed <laughs> you're almost even <laughs> <laughs> Okay, That's so hilarious. I so I wow. went. Okay, so I'm four years younger now. Okay. Yep. Interesting. I can change that on my D and D Beyond. When your age changes, it's uh, if it's odd, it goes up. If it's even, you it goes down. Oh, that's funny. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went up because I started at 25 and I was at 27. Now I'm at 23. <laughs> I don't so you're you're uh, aging backwards, huh? Anyway, back to you, Vulcan. 
<laughs> yes. Um, is, is are these occupied? Um, Does it seem like there's activity at all? Does yes. Like as like you search through and you community? see, you see tracks um, leading yeah. up to the north, leading up to that large estate area. You see a lot yeah. of tracks that would indicate spiders or some type of arachnid type creatures that are have that have been coming and going out of that area. Okay, so not okay, so the original inhabitants don't seem to be here anymore. No, the the city oh, oh for the most part has been abandoned by the by dwarven by anybody of the dwarven descent for yeah. well over a thousand years. In that okay. thousand year time frame other other underdark di uh, races and creatures have come in and out as kind of a revolving uh, wasteland area. Right. Okay. Um, I keep alert for spiders, um, but I do want to check out the fountain. Okay. Um, does it just seem like standard water source? Looks like it. Um, this city is. Uh, uh, give me a history check, real quick. Yeah. That's a five. You can. Oh, you can add a d four, but. Can <laughs> <laughs> help. Listen, Hillary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no faith. And your lip. <laughs> That's a six. Um. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, you don't know much about this city, other than the fact it was it's been it's been abandoned for as long as it has. Um, but it, it one of the one of the passing references is that it's called it's was sometimes referred to as a city of fountain. There are a number of fountains that go throughout this whole city because there's the there's a lake, a large lake, if not an underground sea to the west. Um, but. Uh, Looking at so there's you've seen quite a few fountains. This one it's very rare that they're functioning. This one seems okay. to be functioning. Um, if you want to check and see the status of the water, go ahead and make yeah. a survival check. Yeah, well, that one's going to be much better. <laughs> I imagined it would be. That's going to be a sixteen. Do I get a D four on that too? But that's enough. You, uh, the you, you test the water. The water is actually drinkable. Nice. I fill my water skin. Yep. <clears throat> water skins. I will refill mine as well. Yep. And of course, there are various again the crystals and whatnot. So, did, uh, did we notice the tracks as well, or just Vulcan? Uh, I don't know. Does Vulcan let you all know that the, he sees the uh, spider yeah. tracks on that north? Yeah. If anybody North comes over to fill their water skin, um, I uh, I let them know that there are spiders in the area. And to stay alert. Now that he's pointed them out, we've had extensive experience with arachnid-type creatures down here. Do any of them look familiar? Go ahead and give me another. Uh, give me a survival check to see if you can identify the tracks. Survival. 13? Big spiders. Dirty 20 for an Aryan. <laughs> it's some, it's an arachnid type thing from the tracks. There are a number of them passing back and forth of varying age and age in terms of how long they've been passing back and forth. But it seems to that path that leads uh, to the to the 
northern kind of residence uh, estate area. That seems to be pretty well traveled with spider legs. Does it appear to be, uh, with the Dirty 20, would it appear to be the uh, driders, the blade spiders, or in, uh, just the giant spiders perhaps that we've encountered? Would I be able to determine that? Um, the indication, the imprints don't don't resemble the... They don't resemble the blade spiders. Uh, the other ones are large enough that it could be either giant spiders or driders. And you said the uh, really heavily traveled. Is that the direction we need to be going? Uh, no, it's actually kind of off to the side. As, you, as you've as you been progressing through, you have the main roads, and then you have smaller side roads. This is a side road that leads into kind of a residential complex. You guys have passed through a few of them on your travels to from the entrance of the city to the enclave, and now just going through some more. Uh, and as uh, as Cabness tells you, there are a number the the way the city is oriented. There are a number of residential and, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, commercial districts with larger like warehouse type buildings. Uh, this is a string of residential ones that lead no, that lead up. I'm gonna turn to the rest of the group and say, um, I don't know about you, my friends, but I don't like the idea of having an enemy to our backs. I think we should investigate before we move forward. All right. I think that's a good idea. Because <clears throat> if we make a loud noise or a random fireball comes out of nowhere, we don't want them coming up behind us. That was Trying my thought. Sat there playing with a little fireball that he's bringing in and letting go and bringing in and letting go, and he just looks guilty at the mention of fireball. <laughs> Puts his hand behind his back. One of these days, we're going to have to figure out what's wrong with our magic. Ever since we went to the Shadowfell, something strange has been happening. Tracks to look you in a weird way and go, what's wrong with it? Um, I'm pretty sure I just de-aged. That doesn't usually happen when I cast Guidance, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing the right life path. (laughs) Obsidian, do you want to go ahead on your broom, or would you like me to come with you, or... I'll uh, pop up on the broom and start scouting ahead. Okay. Quietly, if that's possible on a broom. (laughs) I'll get my weapons ready. So you're going to go and check out the large estate area for the spiders and track them down? Or continue to move, continue to move for, continue to move forward? Is it? I think they said they wanted to check things out. So we're going to check things out. All righty. So you pass through, uh, it's kind of a large 20 foot uh, opening uh, for the cave because it's a very short kind of thoroughfare from the main road to this residential area. As you look in, it is several uh, stalagmite and stalactite uh, structures that seem to extend up. You can tell this is a multi-floored, large estate area. Um, Kind of like one of those big giant like mansions or type things. Um, and you see bits and bits of webbing, uh, kind of flowing, kind of just kind of, even though there's a very light breeze, they're kind of just kind of there and a few like large areas and kind of make your way. And you kind of see an area that kind of leads to like a, a foyer type area. Do the spider webs look like they're interconnected all through the wet, through the place? 
Uh, yeah. Not as heavily as the other as the webs, but there definitely some. There's definitely kind of a kind of a thin layer that's going over everything. Does it look dusty? Does it look like anybody, anything human or humanoid has been through here in a while? Uh, roll an investigation. Investigation. Eight. I don't see nothing. Nope. I shall keep on flying. You can keep, all right, so while you're ahead scouting, uh, what's the rest of the party doing? Well, first, um, I will turn to Shraggy, and I, like, kind of go through my pockets for a second, and I take out a little platinum ring, and I say, hey, I feel like we're about to get into battle, and I've been meaning to do this for a while, but here, take this, and if you wear it, it will it will help you in battle and i put my hand on his shoulder and a soft like kind of sunset light comes out of my hand and i cast warding bond on you so Ooh. you now have a plus 1 to your ac and saving throws and you have resistance to all damage wow. but if you take damage i take it as well Michael <clears throat> throw his arms wide. Well, slip, slip the wrong arm first, and he'll throw his arms wide and give a big hug around the leg because that's probably can reach. Pat the top of your head. You're, you're just, you're welcome. You're just a bit squishier than the rest of us, and it makes me nervous. So this will make me feel a little better. Ha! I smell worse too. <laughs> just make sure you stay within sixty feet of me, okay? Okay, boss. Cool. Um, as you do that, there's a pocket of crystals nearby that that kind of brighten a little bit as you cast that and go ahead and roll your D100 again. A oh, son of a gun. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to ask if there was another one in play, but my character wouldn't know, so I didn't want to know. <laughs> 29. So as you as you do this this moment with Shrag and give him that incantation you, you finish, you finish uh, saying what you're saying. You see, you notice out of the corner of your eye the flash of the crystals nearby, and then you find yourself amping from right next to Shrag to somewhere within 60 feet of him as you instantly teleport. So, Shrag's now sat there with his arms like round, like fresh air. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> well, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, no. I hug too tight. Well, <laughs> will oh, actually man. appears behind you about 10 feet away. Oh, uh, I'm over here now. <sighs> I don't know if it was the hug or the magic, but did you guys notice the crystals when I cast that? It was like they responded to the magic. So Shrag's not actually going to cast it, but he's going to walk over to the gems and he's going to like start building up as if he was going to cast a firebolt and just so sort of slowly bring the magical energy up in his hand and then hold it towards the crystal and see if it responds to it. So that's... What are you, what are you doing? Say that again, Shrag. 
So basically, I'm, I'm going to sort of take my hand and rather than actually casting Firebolt, I'm going to slowly start building energy ready to cast it. But I'm going to hold my hand near the crystals and see as the magical energy sort of gathers, whether it actually responds to that energy. Give me a perception check and you have an inspiration. E. Mm-hmm. I'd give it to somebody in the party, so I rolled a d10 to figure out which one. Cool. Thank you, Tricksters. Um, thank you, Tricksters, indeed. That is a 16 to start, and I want to know what's going on. So the D4 inspiration takes to a 17. Okay, thank you, so as, you're, as you hold your hand there and start to kind of co- coalesce that magic, you see that little bits uh, deep within the crystals start to brighten. And they brighten in, the, in, in, rough, in, in roughly the same pace that you're gathering the magic in your hand to release the uh, to finish the spell. Okay, I will slowly release the energy back out again. It'll look a little bit disappointed, but he will actually slowly let the energy back out again. Okay, this this is all linked. This is not good. Interesting. Could go boom, which is good. Might not do nothing, which is bad. Or it might give you a feather beard. You're very very itchy. <laughs> turning into a pump pot. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we move on? Nari, Nari's going to. I'm going to try to. Nari's going to try to stealth up to help cover um, Obsidian, just in case he runs into any troubles. Okay. Um. So as you you come in, you come into the uh, Vulcan, or what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to circle the. I like to kind of stay to the side in case I have to uh, come around the back and provide support. So I'll do the same with more than I typically do. So kind of stealth to the edge and move around. Okay. So as you as, as you kind of enter into as you and you and Anari uh, following Obsidian kind of walk into this cavern, this large kind of cavern area where you could see these uh, this uh, structure structures as they as they're there, you can kind of. Feet off to the side. You don't see any light, but you see kind of obsidian up ahead on the, for Onari, probably the forward ed- ed- edge of his vision as obsidian is kind of just traveling uh, along, trying to get an, ass- uh, an assessment of what's going on. Um, go ahead, uh, Vulcan, give me a perception check. Obsidian, yep. you as well, because both of you, both of your vision would be roughly ending at the same spot. Uh, and I have 120 yeah. uh, dark vision here. Yeah. Anari and Obsidian both have 60. So if Anari can only can barely see Obsidian, that means you and Obsidian can see the same things. Yeah, I also have. Um, uh, sorry, one sec. Dirty mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, so uh, that's twenty three for me, because or twenty four because I get, I get uh, bonus on that from Natural Explorer. Okay, uh, you're noticing as you kind of look at this, uh, you can tell that there are rough that there are roughly four floors uh, from the ground level, so one, two, three, four, and some various windows. And as you're looking, you see movement behind the windows in in several spots across the four floors. Who sees that? Sorry, uh, Vulcan and Obsidian. You both see that as you're kind of gay, getting an assess picture, like when you're looking at a large house from the street. 
Yeah. And you kind of see some of the windows. You see little bits of movement pass through uh, windows on all four floors that you can see. Uh, Vulcan, you know that Underdark construction, just yeah. one of the be one of the, the pluses and the minuses of Underdark construction is that floors can go up and they can go down. Yeah. Um, and with a 24, can I tell like numbers? Do I have any sense of how many? Yes. Um, and do uh, I get a sense of what they are? About a, um, go ahead. And sorry, and if I can get an, a sense of what they are. Um, they appear to be large uh, creatures. Um, probably spiders, given the others, given everything else you're seeing as far as the environment. Um, right. You see about a, a half a dozen uh, across the uh, half a dozen shapes uh, again spread across the various floors. All pass through the window. All pass by. It's like they just kind of they kind of just walk past the window. Um, at one point, you see something that looks humanoid as it kind of walks past the window. I'm going to uh, just signal to Anarian because I'm assuming he's close. He never is that far behind um, that there's something in there. Just hand signals that we would have worked out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast Pass Without a Trace on the party. All right. Um, as we move and does it seem like we've been noticed steve uh yeah, not at, not, at, not at present you haven't the the webbing in this area is very light so it's not very dense and you're still you're you're about 100 you're about 100 100 feet away from the mate from the from entering the building Anari is kind of just floating there about 60 feet, or Anari is walking up with you, and ahead is Obsidian, who's, yeah. who's only about there. So you guys you guys haven't appeared um, to be noticed. And uh, third wild magic is now in play. Yep. So go and roll a d100, Vulcan. <laughs> Welcome to the Underdark. 71. You gain resistance to all damage for the next minute. Nice. <laughs> Let's hurry yeah, up. Dude. Combat. Run into roll the initiative. Yeah, roll for initiative, right? Um. Sorry, I missed if if it looked like they had seen us or not. No, they hadn't seen you. Um, no. This is this is at the this is it's kind of at the edge of Vulcan's vision, and same as Obsidian's. So all Obsidian has done is signaled back to Anari, and whether Anari has uh, let you guys know, Shrag might also be, depending on how far behind he's coming up, he would be starting to see. And you guys see, this is a huge complex that's up here, and the fact that you're getting about a half a, at least a, at least half a dozen movement across various windows at various floors, kind of gives you the idea that. Eh, might be a bit walking searching through there or there might be more that you can't see 
Um, I want to get closer to the party, specifically an Aryan, and I want to say, we need to go in here. I'll, we uh, have to be here. We uh, certainly could bypass it, but uh, I don't don't like the idea of things coming to us from behind either. But if you feel it's unwise, I I can't gauge. You know the uh, dangers of the Underdark better than I. This is uh, new experiences for me. We did some research, but uh, that certainly doesn't give us the realities of the dangers down here. Just an idea. So if you recommend we move on, then we certainly could bypass this. Mm. Roughly how far away these windows scoop from where we are? Um, as you get a little closer, your vision is the, the 120 as well. So as you progress in, you can start to see up and see the four floors that extend up from the from the ground level. And right there on the even 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 with you guys with your 120, as you kind of look to the side, you see that the structure is just kind of past your vision. So it's it's massive even at this at this distance. Would it be fairly simple to get around and bypass this building? Yeah. Uh, Cadmus, Cadmus kind of nods and kind of points back the way you came. In fact, and also and um, also kind of points off to the north as it kind of wraps around. There's another. If you were to take the time to wrap around and look, um, there would be another path that leads uh, north and reconnects with the main uh, main road. So, what do you guys think? Should we, is it worth trying to clear this area or should we just keep going and hope we can get enough distance between us and them? I'll, uh, I'll signal, I'll use hand signal to uh, Obsidian to rally up with the rest so that we can not be spread just in case. Shrank's gonna turn to Will, you know, so just pull on there corner of a cloak and like hey shrug hold on shrug to... <laughs> do, you, do you want me to send Matt in to go have a look that's not a bad idea so I'll instruct Matt to obviously stay <clears throat> as much outside as possible but I'll get her to fly up to one of the windows where we've seen some movement to get her to peek inside okay have Nat uh, roll a perception Ooh, I have a 23. Oh, never mind. Perfect. Um, Nat, as Nat kind of goes through and to a couple of the windows, um, how, uh, how far away can she get from you? She can get to 300 foot away. 300 feet? Okay, so as she kind of goes through, at one point you actually see her dip into a window, uh, go around a bit, and then come out of another window. And kind of just kind of that up and down, up and down Tinkerbell thing. You're just searching all over the place. And um, as you kind of go into your seeing what she or hearing what she's seeing, she's letting you know, yeah, she sees that there are giant spiders on every floor. Uh, she's seen uh, a couple of dry. She's seen a, a few driders wandering around as well. And that the place is huge, and she, as she even comes down to the bot, the first floor, and kind of walks in the main entry, she sees that there's a large, 
gathering of the spiders right there in the main entry and several staircases. You actually watched a spider crawl up one of the staircases that leads below to the lower floor. Okay, I shall recount that quietly to the group and then I'll, I'll get sort of uh, Nat to come back again. <laughs> Go. Going in there, really not a good idea. <laughs> move quickly, move away. <laughs> okay. Back the way we came then? At least we know what's here now. It's always good to know. We have some <laughs> myconids to find. So, as uh, as you guys uh, continue, so you're backtracking out the way you came in. Quietly. Yep. Quietly. <laughs> pass without Since trace. We have with the, pass uh, without trace. Yeah. So, as you as you come back out the way you came in, and then start to turn, and Cabinus kind of leads you uh, forward. Uh, you get past the big central kind of crossroads with the large fountain. You you'd stopped at. And no, take note of the path of the fact that there are two paths that are leading north. One leads one leads more in a northern direction. Another one leads kind of a north north uh, easterly direction, and that is the one Cabinus is uh, kind of leaning toward. Um, and as you kind of shortly pass that fountain area, the fountain area, there is a, another kind of large on uh, alcove to the south, and this one, um, Cabinus kind of stops at and takes a look and pulls out a little, a little, a little, a little, little map that she has and she's been reading through and she kind of, kind of shakes her head a little bit, rolls it up and then starts to move forward a little bit. I ask her about that. Something um, wrong? She said, she, there was, we had a camp here. A long time ago and didn't go so well oh. i would take it that was the result of the uh driders and spiders back there uh no that this is this one's probably a good 70 80 years ago um mm. they kind of just vanished and we never really spent the time to look through and I don't want to. I don't want to impose that on you, uh, on all of you. Where you were trying to get to the Mykonids. Something to think about when we perhaps return this way. Yep. Interesting. So, uh, continuing along the path, uh, you then come up to. Another crossroad. This one has a path, has a large path that leads south. And as you pass that, you come to an area where it looks like there's two large, um, kind of air, kind of a large areas to the north and south, and a, this kind of large, kind of a market uh, crossroads set of streets where the these two residentials kind of feed into the same tavern, or not tavern, but same cavern. As you lead into the next district. Um, and while you're kind of there, uh, the was it passive perceptions for everybody is north of twenty for just about everybody. Nope. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fourteen. Well, 
20. 13 for me. 23 for an Aryan. Sorry, 16 for me. 16? Okay. Um, so, an Aryan will, you guys kind of hear something as you get into this area. Um, like the uh, sounds of like large uh, beasts. Um, Vulcan, as you're constantly searching for tracks, uh, you see what looks to be they see what looks to be some tracks that are fairly fresh, like a few hours old of a large be of some uh, large large kind of beasts that uh, seem to be passing through and you can see that the tracks kind of split into two groups that kind of go uh, north kind of go to the north side and the south side. Okay. Um, do I know what kind of can I tell what kind of beasts these are? Uh, go ahead and give me a nature check. Yeah, and that's going to be with advantage. Um, or are they, they're, they're definitely bestial? Like they're beasts? Yes, should be. Okay. Can I give him advantage? Unless, unless I'm getting confused somewhere. <laughs> no, no, I just want to know, just because I get advantage if they are. Can I give him guidance on this? That's a natural 20. 26. Never mind, you're good. Very nice, very nice. Do the mithril dice that we don't have. Oh, uh, maybe if I feel gutsy enough to ask for it, or at least I would like a nat 20 kind of image later, but you know, we'll see. Um, oh, um, well, it's Vulcan, you look at the tracks and you kind of see how they look, how they're looking. And to you, they look like they're the tracks of hook a group of eight of them, four moving to one side, four moving to another. Um, and as you guys are there, you can kind of hear them. Now that you have that queuing in and mention that to Anari and Will, you guys kind of recognize that, that screeching sound that they make. And they sound like they're that? probably a few hundred feet from your current position. And how many, you said? Eight in total, based on the tracks. Uh, and sorry, four four going each way. Yes. Okay, four going each way, a hundred feet ahead. Um, okay. All right, I communicate all that. Okay, so we have two different groups. So if we go for one and stick together, we have the possibility of them coming up on our backs, which is what Anarian was trying to avoid. So how do we avoid that here? Does this look like we can get past them or does it look like they're kind of in our path? You could, you, there is the possibility of, of avoiding them. Uh, Cabinets uh, can kind of sit there and kind of like, well, there is another path that leads north to one of the to another one of the dwarven cathedrals, or we could try to sneak through here. It's um, not sure where they are. As you kind of looking through, you see various little domicile entrances and kind of these main paths that that as you goes through, and you see it kind of splits off into more like domicile type areas. All of them like first floor, a couple of them second floor things as they kind of pass through. What do you guys think? You're muted, Shrag. 
do me myself i i always forget <laughs> um as you turn around you'll see sort of like shrag like like sort of like stiff-legged walk walking around the circles his arms up like they're going fuck ours how we've had them before <laughs> take them you want to fight him yeah <laughs> obsidian and narian what do you guys think I'm indifferent. What's the, the the disposition is there were f- tracks four to the east and four to the west. Mm-hmm. And roughly in housing tracks. Yep, housing area, a uh, housing area type 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 uh, spot. What type of entrances to those areas? Open kind of open doorways. Uh, as Multiple. you know, everything in here. There's if. If it was a wooden, if it was a wooden door, it's long gone. So a lot of it is just open doorways that lead in and out of places. Anything though, any of the more biodegradable stuff that has been, has long since been cannibalized and used. But mul- multiple entry points, multiple entry points, multiple cor- corners and crevices for the various domiciles. So. And, sorry, Scoob. Is this is this just a big open area? Or are we are we traveling down caverns? Like, what's the general layout yeah, of? There's lar- the There are large caverns that are the main roads, so to speak. Okay. Offshooting of those are other caverns that have been shaped into uh, various under uh, various buildings and structures. So kind of think right. of like the uh, Navajo uh, Indians, Na- uh, Navajo uh, Native Americans, the or the Pueblo. They had the they had the big uh, yeah. kind of structures in the caves. Yeah, that's kind of what your kind of what you could kind of your best depiction of what is in these areas. From the from the points of entry that we see the tracks going, what's what's the distance? from the the two split groups of hook horrors um going through uh the first set uh is the first there as you're looking down you have one set that kind of veer off to the south that's closer to you and then uh further down they have another another set look like they veer off to the north um judging from the sounds they're about a hundred feet. The first group is about a hundred feet. Just, just trying to get an idea of if we engage one group, how fast could the other group respond? Uh, it would. Not really sure. You've seen the. You haven't really seen them cross distance. Last time you engaged to cores. But you are in caves and caverns, so sound travels. And sorry, and to continue down the path that we need to continue down. We have to face at least one of these two groups. Uh, you could bypass. You could bypass the groups if you're clever, uh, or you could backtrack and take the other path that leads north to the uh, to a cathedral area. Yeah, um, I say. I, I think we potentially bypass if we can. We still have the magic. We are over very sneaky, of course. Yes. Now's the time to sneak past if we can. 
is and I, that was going to be one of my other questions is how long is the pass without trace still active an hour still going okay so we're it's still good for an hour so i don't know how long we've been tra- traveling no you're good for if uh you're good to, if you were to go straight through here it would probably uh end uh after you got when you crossed into the next district uh if you buy if you backtrack then it would last until you got um the majority of the way to uh the next up the next path yeah i'd say if, if yeah if pass without trace is still active i think we'll try to to bypass i think we'll have yep. a better chance yep 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 okay sneaky sneaky so we're going to sneak through this area or we're going to backtrack and bypass sneak through sneak is through. i think what we're sneak through trying. yep all righty go ahead and give me perception checks Perception. Perception? Or not perception, stealth checks. That's what I was wondering. 34. <laughs> 31. 27. Okay, we're adding 10 to this for yes. that price. That'll be a 40 yeah. then. Wow. 33. I mean... <laughs> oh, oh. Bye-bye. Shrag? Drag. Oh, I hope he's still within 60 feet of me. So just for my own <laughs> reference, did anyone get below a 20? Nope. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, sneak through. And uh, after a little while, you start to uh, come through into the next uh, next area. Uh, so progressing through, you come into another residential district. Uh, this one, the the main uh, cavern uh, turns a little, shifts into a more of a westerly uh, track. Um, prog- and as you kind of go through, you see a couple of uh, 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 passages that lead into another group of residential type of dwellings. Uh, very simple dwellings for the most part. Um, um, go ahead and give me, uh, perception checks. Uh, D&D Beyond give us and D&D Beyond take us away. <laughs> 23. 25. Fifteen. Well. Seventeen. And Anari, what'd you say you got in? Twenty-five? Twenty-five. Okay. Um, as you guys kind of come into this area, and uh, an Anari and Obsidian, you guys look about, and you see that there are a number of cracks along the ceiling. And it gives you, kind of gives you a, uh, a moment of pause. Do I know what would cause these cracks? Are they natural or created or? Um, they're natural. Um, as they kind of clue you in, you can, if you, uh, you kind of clue you into looking at them, uh, yeah. it looks, it, it, they, they, they're natural in nature, but is the fact that they're so prevalent, it, ca- it gives you a moment of pause. 
is does it look like it's set so that that part of the ceiling is going to drop in any particular area or location? Um, yes. As uh, kind of looking through, it looks like the area is uh, potentially hazardous. If you make too much noise, you could cause a potential cave-in. Um, using my stone cunning ability, um, could I... Can I kind of tell if there's an area that is safer than another to pass through? Um, as you kind of look through, it's mainly this path that leads all the way down to a crossroads. Yeah. So probably a few hundred, probably a few hundred, a uh, few hundred feet is going to be very yeah. kind of curious, uh, kind of curious as you're passing yeah. through. But you can looking at that, you can tell that the it looks like it's some earthquake or something that might have happened has really severely damaged the structural integrity. Right. And it's probably, it could be as little as a noise, a whisper. It could be as little as a noise. It could be a screech, anything that could uh, cause this to occur. So that a trace is still active? Uh, for a little while yet, yes. Okay. I'm going to, because I know it's been some time, I'm going to start to cross the path quietly yeah. with Morin. Yep. Continue moving forward. Go and roll your stealth checks again. That's only a 22 for me. Yeah. 39. 36. 37. 33. Yeah. Natural um, 20, uh, so 30 for Morin. All right, uh, so you guys all kind of creep down the path, and after after a little while, you get to another kind of crossroads area, and see that the area is a little more structurally sound. Uh, this crossroad it looks like it's two paths that meet, and into kind of like two paths that meet, and then. Uh, there's one path that seems to be straight that kind of bisects it, uh, leading north, leading kind of northeast, northeast to the south. Um, as you guys come into that, Cabinus uh, is actually turning the turning the corner uh, toward the northwest, and uh, is pointing is pointing in that direction based on her her, her rough map. Okay, we will follow. Yep. yep. We will follow and ask, do you have any idea how far this is? How much further we have? Probably, probably a few more hours travel, depending on what we encounter. Thank you. Um, Progresses through uh, at eleven thirty, so we're gonna take our midway break real quick to get up, stretch, and uh, all those things. So thank you everybody for sticking around so far on this, and we will see you in a few minutes. Are you gonna get a shock with where Shrag's been hiding when they get out there? <laughs> when we finally get back out. <laughs> Alrighty, and we're back. Sorry, I have not been looking at the chat, so if you've got questions, I apologize. Ah. 
Thank you, Glock, for the subscription. I will hey. run through that list of activities at the end. There's a lot of people to give credit to. Alrighty. Hey. Welcome, Glock. Oh, three sub. All right, so uh, where we left off, you guys uh, had bypassed, uh, decided not to cross the where the where there was signs of Pokors, and in turn backtrack to the large fountain crossroads. This time taking the path north, and as it kind of curves up and around, um, passing through the uh, the area. Um, who who had a passive perception above fifty above uh, above fourteen? Meets it, everybody. Yep. I was going to say, I think everybody. Okay. As you guys start to pro progress through this area, you get about 200 feet uh, to the end. As you're, as you're progressing through, you get to the point where um, Vulcan and Shragnaz, your vision, as you see, you see the, uh, the cavern wall, the cavern is progressing, you see it start to open to a much larger space. And as you as you get closer and you see things start to open up into this larger space, you all start to to notice something. You you kind of looking about and you're starting to get a smell. Mm. At this point, Shrag is going to step out from underneath Wild's cloak and having walked behind her and put his hat back on and go, okay, now we're not hiding anymore. Um, that's I'm awesome wondering thing. where he went. Yeah, what is Are that? Pass Without Trace is dead here, Steve? Yes, Pass Without Trace okay. is faded away. Okay. Um, and do I recognize this moment? Um, Go ahead and give me a nature check. A nature so it's environmental in nature? Yes, it's environmental. Anyone 14. else who has proficiency in nature can also make a check. Could be me. Not I think proficient. that's only Vulcan. All right, Vulcan, what'd you get? 13. 13. Um, the it, it's a it's it's a it's a the smell is almost odorless. Uh, there's only a faint uh, sense of it based on uh, what you can tell. Um, in the, but it, uh, it it appears to be like a, a like some type of uh, some type of gas leak, like an like a in the area. It's a very it, it's very kind of faint where you are. But you can get a sense that it's stronger in areas off to the side, and you see a couple of and a couple of pathways that lead into more residential uh, areas. I remember immediately that Morin's stomach doesn't do quite well with vegetables, <laughs> um, and I wonder at first if that's what a gas leak is, uh, and then realizing that's not probably her 
vintage. Um, now hers is more I, of the more of the methane type thing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. one is it's like you do get a whiff yeah. of that, but it's yeah. one of those. It's like that that there's that, and then this one is a is, is just enough of a difference that it clues yeah. you in. It's not necessarily more. It's not more. Got it. Because she could fill a cavern, um, but uh, it's not her. Um, Got it. So uh, realizing that it's not her, do I recognize this gas smell at all? Um, you've come. Uh, uh, give me a history check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gladly. That is going to be a 17. All right. Yes, you've come across this before as you travel the Underdark. There are pockets where... The natural, uh, or just the natural way the earth is, the 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 earthen structure is, so you have these pockets of natural gas that do tend to leak out um, in areas, and they can fill uh, some areas. It's definitely not a safe place to be in for long, especially if anyone has a predisposition to fire. Okay, so this is a combustible danger situation. Very much so. Okay, I turn to the party and say, no fire, very dangerous here. You're going to see the most crestfallen look ever on Shrag's face. <laughs> Shraggy, don't tempt fate, Shraggy. Okay. You can still use all the acid you want, just oh. no fire. I can do that. How fast does it look like we can get through this space? Um, at your pace, a couple of couple of rounds, and you'd be you'd be through. So it's just this is more or less so. So you're aware there is you see the you see the crystals dotting. Of course, some clusters are larger than others, and um, you you get that smell. And especially as Volca kind of clues you in, it's a dangerous place. You guys all kind of move quickly. Shortly after shortly after that, you pass through the. I guess the uh, pa the passage that leads into this large open cavern, and as you get in and look about for uh, the rest of you, you realize that this is you you've seen a space like this before. Only the difference is in this one the large statue. Which I will actually read the description for Vulcan's benefit because he has not seen these before. So epic. The space has a vaulted ceiling soaring to a height of 200 feet and dominated with huge statues of dwarven deities. The statues were carved in place and the cavern was excavated around it. A solid granite figure would stand about 30 feet tall on a 20 foot high by 20 foot wide, 25 foot high, 25 foot wide hexagonal pedestal. Each face south um, with the name of the deity etched in 10 foot high dwarven runes on all six faces of the pedestal. Uh, and this, this particular one, the statue has fallen and is in several pieces. Vulcan, right. the last time we came across one of these statues, there were multiple illithids and trolls in the area. Six trolls and three elephants, to be exact. 
how far are we from our destination or where you need to go? Uh, Cabness consults her map and says, uh, still several hundred, still several hundred feet to the north through another four or five districts. How long will that take? A couple hours, couple hours walk. We could probably probably get to the point you could take a long rest just before uh, getting going up the stairs. Um, did we get any sense of movement in this cavern? Uh, not that you can tell. It's actually fairly quiet. I'm going to also, since this is such a huge area, I'm going to go ahead and jump on the broom and, and do a little sweeping pattern to make sure we're not being followed and there's nothing like illicits and trolls in the area. Okay. Um, <clears throat> go ahead and give me a perception check. Or give me an investigation check. So while Obsidian is doing that, what's the rest of what are the rest of you doing seeing this this fallen statue? I'm gonna quietly um, and carefully start to search for tracks. I would like to go up to the statue. You said it's fallen. Is there like little pieces that are like pick upable? Yes, there are some small pieces that are pick upable. Okay, um, I want to look but, for one that has something cool carved on it. Give me an investigation check. Uh, Vulcan, give me a survival check. Facts. Seeming Shrag was told to or asked to stay close to, to Will, he's going to follow across with her and when he sees what she's doing, he's going to just try and help her find some stuff, so I'll Help her out with that task. All right, so it gives her advantage on the roll. Ooh. Again, Vulcan. Sixteen. Sixteen. Um, there are some tracks uh, passing through. Um, how much time do you want to spend searching tracks? Because this is an area that's roughly each of the, each of these districts is is roughly five hundred plus feet across. Right. Um, I'm just going to search in the immediate area while everybody else is kind of doing their thing. Okay. So however long that lasts. All right. So as yeah, picture the picture, like um, if you were to picture like the statue of Liberty had fallen over Yeah. and broken up into several chunks. So as you yeah. kind of search around, uh, you see tracks of hook horrors, you see tracks of trolls, uh, some drow footprints, uh, varying ages. Probably the most recent would be the hook horrors yeah. uh, being about a day or so old. Uh, some of the, the other ones are a bit older passing through. Yep. Um, actually, probably not so much illithid because illithid tend to float everywhere they go. I was going to say the hover. So, <laughs> so but you do see you do see humanoid tracks. Some with boots, some without boots. Um, passing okay, so through. Okay, so being there's... the most recent. Say again. Hook tours being the most recent, but oh. Yeah, the Hokors would be the most recent one that you recognize. The others are much older and multiple okay. layers on top of them. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing that makes tracks has been here in a day or so. Good. <clears throat> Good to know. All right. Anari, what are you doing? I'm going to stand watch while everybody else is doing their searching and investigating okay. so that we don't, don't get surprised by anything. Cool, cool. Uh, Will, what'd you get on your investigation? What'd you get on yours? 18. 
Okay. Um, you're looking for a fist-sized rock, basically? Yeah. Uh, uh, given these statues are roughly 30 feet tall, a fist-sized rock with something really unique is kind of hard, but there is a piece that looks like it has uh, some texture to it, and then it has some of the some of the uh, lichen growing on it, and the beginnings of one of the crystals. Perfect. Thank you. So there, you see, you see spittered about the rock formations of the crystals are coming up, and the face of the of the statue is actually still relatively intact. The face and head. Uh, and I'm not a pious individual, but do I recognize the god that it depicts? Um, give me a religion check. Yeah. And Steve, my investigation was in that 20 plus 4 for 24. Yeah, I'm getting back to it because yours is the larger area you're searching. Yep. It's only in 11. Okay. Um, actually, you roll advantage because you, mm. there's a higher probability you would recognize. Thank you. That'll be better. It's going to be 20, dirty 20. All right. Uh, looking at the statue, you can tell it's a female dwarf deity. Particularly, mm -hmm. it is a depiction of Deep Dora, who happens to, who is, happens to be... Dora. Sorry, I had to do it. I, and that's fine. Does she have <laughs> happen, a backpack? Uh, I'll happen to be known <laughs> as... And then the, I look at Will and I say, Sniper, no swiper, no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Done. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, known as Queen of the Invisible Art or the Axe Princess of Conquest. She happens to be in more modern times. She's more she's more uh, associated with Durgar. Yeah. But the fact that she's depicted here indicates a time when the Durgar and the when the two dwarf subspecies were actually more of an integrated integrated yeah. group. Were we able to determine what caused the statue to be destroyed or dismantled? Go ahead and roll oh. an investigation check. Interesting. Um, Obsidian, as you're searching through the area, you notice there are there's the path you came in, and then there are four other paths along the sides of the chamber. Uh, one uh, leading south east one leading uh northeast one leading directly north and one leading northwest as you uh which one do you want to get closer to first which direction did we come from you came from the south and which direction do we appear to be headed north i want to go towards the northern ones first okay um, starting with the northernmost one, because you got the the high the the twenty plus. As you get close, you see the you see the cavern start to go into the 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 twenty foot high, twenty foot wide. Mm -hmm. And as you look through, you see another forest of fungus and the similar okay. structures as the other gardens you've passed the other two gardens you've passed through already. Uh, coming back around for the north eastern one. You see, it looks like it's a. You see the path come in, and you see it kind of diverge. Uh, one path leading more true north, and another one leading more of an easterly. 
but it looks like it's similar to like these residential areas that you've passed through already. And I don't see any movement or anything that would cause alarm in any of this. Not at this point. Not at that distance. Okay. Not at that. Not at that range. Okay. Then I imagine you're not actually group. going in. You're just kind of like, okay, nope. let me get a good look where if I can dart out, I'll dart out. Yep. 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 Then I'll head back to the group, let them know what I've found so that we can keep grooving. Anari, what'd you get on your investigation? It was a 12. Uh, hard to tell. Best guess is maybe an earthquake. At some point, knocked it over. Okay. And it's been a while because the fact that you have lichen growing on it and crystals starting to form hmm. it's, it's been a while since it toppled so based on the um, description that obsidian brings back and the information that we have um, from cablis uh, so the northern garden area would be more likely where the myconids would be uh, she goes no they're actually above and she points up. There's actually a large, uh, and she tells you that there is a large stairwell that leads above this to a whole nother chamber. That's like an, that's a, it's a huge kind of fungal forest. Okay. <clears throat> kind of picture, uh, kind of picture. If you've seen Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan, when they go into the asteroid that huge kind of under un, uh, underground mm -hmm. forest area. That's kind of what she's describing is above you. And in this cathedral area, looking up the fact that it extends beyond Vulcan's vision and Shrag's vision, and that there's a whole nother area above starting to get a real sense of how much or how different the underdark is compared to the surface. We can't take a shortcut, right? We can't, go up and get there quicker than walking through, could we? Certainly take a look if you want. Sure, I'll fly up. Okay. Do you want any help? Sure, come on. All right. All right. What skill are you going to use to try and determine the safe path up? Your whales from the ground. Whales. <laughs> Uh, it's just a big open chamber, right? I mean, it's a dome chamber. Flying. As you kind of get up, you see the top has been carved away. There are some elements of stalagmites that are tights. going down. Tights and down. Tights. No, no, no. T's for down, mites for the up. All right. Stalactites uh, starting to form. Uh, but it you can it's it's been a carved out kind of dome area you're it's inside okay and it's all rocky right i mean yeah. we can't there's no way through that that's all i wanted to do was see if no you're seeing it's a solid 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 rock yeah. as far as you can yeah. see as you search it that's that's all i wanted to see was could there be a shortcut okay back down <laughs> hey, but you I'm definitely sitting. confirm it's two. It's over two. It's it's two hundred feet from the floor to the top of the dome. As we do up there. Before we go down, I like kind of kick at Obsidian. Hey, hey, come here. 
look, look what I found for you. And I take out this piece of the statue. I've noticed how you like to collect things. And I thought this was a, a really cool thing. Look, it even has some of the crystal on it. Ooh, it's part of the statue. You. you know, when we're not in this environment, I'll have to tell you why I collect things. I would love to know. I love stories. Yes, there, there's, a, there's a real reason behind it. I bet you have some really good stories. What? <laughs> Shraggy, go away. <laughs> yeah, I'll fill you in sometime. Okay. I'm pretty good at finding rocks, so if you ever want any help. Thank you. I'm your girl. And so, hold, how big is this thing? About oh. fist-sized. Okay. So I pull out, I have a small bag that has a lot of stones in it. Well, it's not going to fit in there. So I put it in the bag of holding for safekeeping for now. Yeah, the stone's roughly, the, the stone's roughly about, I mean, it's a piece of granite and that size. So it's, it's about three or four pounds. Okay. We'll have Good to figure piece. out what these crystals do. Yeah, it's, thank you very much. It's a really cool piece. Thank You're welcome. You. You're welcome. We have to right. figure out what these crystals do. Yeah, the fact that they respond to magic worries me. And it's interesting how they said it's been more more um, prevalent in the last few years. It's very concerning. Yeah. Well, I know what these crystals do. The, the crystals I keep seeing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, give me a history check real quick. Okay. And give it advantage because you're from the Underdark. This is this yeah. is, this is home field advantage. I also get my proficiency. So 19. Okay. You know that in the Underdark, crystals like this do grow naturally, mm -hmm. and they are sources of ma of magical. Uh, they're magically infused. They call typically yeah. they're referred to as Frasers. Yeah. Uh, these are areas where magic can sometimes act a little wonky, but also are used as areas of safety so that mm -hmm. mag some magics cannot be used on creatures in those areas. Uh, right. However, over recent years, there has been a kind of influx of magical growth for these. There's been an influx of growth in these crystals. They're more they're becoming more and more prevalent in the Underdark. Mm. There are stories coming from the East of large cities that have collapsed and that plane that passages to the abyssal plane have been opened and demons have been coming into the underdark and over those last few years it's just been kind of spreading out from the east so it's the fact that you're in the and looking about that there's more growth here since you're not from this area you can't really give a reference for how much of a difference is in the growth right but if but it's the but given the progression it seems like whatever is caused whatever's happening in the east is filtering across over here to the west or no okay. from the west to the east sorry i have my had my compass reversed okay far west uh. and then moving east yeah, I communicate all that to the party. Uh, and when you do that, uh, Cabness actually comments is like, because she's been in the area for about a hundred years. 
-hmm. And she's no, she comments says, yeah, we did. There has been more crystal growth over the last uh, 20 years. And you said the insurgents, was that from fiends or something? Devils? What do I know, Steve? Um, the abyssal plane is demons. Abyssal. The abyssal plane. Yep. You know that you you know inherently the underdark has a very there are sections of the underdark that have a very thin veil to the abyssal plane. So rumors coming across of some people being a little too eager to mess with uh, the abyssal plane have weakened those barriers. But it, it could be any number of creatures from the abyssal plane that have felt that have been filing and filtering into the underdark. Well, we still have a long way to go. Let's keep going. How long have we been traveling at this point? Um, I'd say probably about half a day to three quarters of a day now. Okay. I'll say to Shrag, the spell I cast on you, it, unfortunately, it had a shorter time span. But if we get into it again, I will cast it. As long as you have that ring on you, I can cast it with one action. I don't know how to say that in character. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll lift his hand up and like wiggle it, and you'll see the, the ring on his finger. All right, thank you all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would summon some furry friends, but we've needed to sneak quite a few times, and I don't I don't trust their sneaking abilities. You still have the bear active. Ah. I forgot about that. The other two have faded, but the bear is still there. Okay. So you That's know it's right, not been because... a day because the bear is still there. Yeah, the bear but is been, still it's there. It's been about a half a day of travel. Okay. I just had to recalculate the math. Right. <laughs> In about a half a day of travel. All right. Well, let's keep going. I uh, hand out lunch as we walk. Here, everybody needs to eat. Come on, everybody eat. I've got some unicorn jerky. If anybody wants some. <laughs> and roasted veggies. Very good. Very good. So, so, so essentially, you, you take the opportunity in the cathedral to have a short rest. Break, yeah. have lunch, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which which path do you want to take out? Uh, Cabinus, Cabinus is more, uh, is her map indicates the path that's more to the northeast and then leading up or that would bypass the garden. Then you have the path that leads north into in and through the garden. I would say whatever path our guide recommends. Yeah, she's going to, she's, She'll defer to you guys if you really have your heart set on it. But her 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 whole her whole opinion is avoid the garden unless you absolutely need to go in. Then we avoid the garden is my vote. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> you guys uh, leave the statue in its resting, and then uh, Pat of. Oh, Vulcan, did you tell the party about the the statue and who who it depicted of? Nope, I did not. Okay. So moving through, uh, exiting in, uh, exiting the the cathedral area, 
uh, coming into another residential. As soon as you kind of enter in, after a little while, you see that the road forks. Uh, one path leads more true north, the other one kind of leads to the east. She, uh, Cabinus, um, points over to the northern path. And as you guys uh, progress through this uh, length of it, um, again, uh, Anari and Will, uh, you notice that in this one, there is another, there is some areas that are kind of structurally weaker than others. I will point those out. Yeah, since since Vulcan seems to know the structures and <clears throat> kind of has the best lay of the land, so to speak, we'll point them out to him so that he can be aware as well. Okay. Um, and so, Vulcan, what do you do with that information? Um, can I glean anything else from the stonework? Um, this one seems to be whatever natural occurrence to weaken it. It seems to be a little bit stronger here. There's a chance yeah. for a kind of a there's a chance for uh, the collapse. So you're definitely wanting to be quiet. It seems like it's just a. Okay. So, stealth checks if you plan to stealthfully pass through. Do we have pass without trace this time? No, no. it is dissipated. Okay. 18. Yeah. 19. Greg? 30. 30? Or mm -hmm. 13? No, 13. 3 0. Okay. Anari? Uh, 24. Sidian? The rogue rolled a 13 and a 14. Cool. Okay. <laughs> a shame. A three and a four on the die with oh, advantage. No. Oh, wow. <clears throat> dice, dice jail. <laughs> it's, D, it's the D&D &D dice. Oh. D&D &D Beyond. Um, I'm going, back, know, to, I'm going back to my dice. So as you guys are progressing through this this tunnel, um, everybody's trying to be very careful as they're walking. Unfortunately, Obsidian somehow makes some bit of noise, and there's a section of the ceiling that collapses in on top of them. I need a Obsidian to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wow. Uh, well, the good news is the total's a 10, but I rolled a nat 1. Oh, no. Um, you that don't... one I actually can put in dice jail. <laughs> <laughs> As you you know, you, you, you hear the rock fall and notice it, you try to duck out of the way. Unfortunately, you don't quite get out of the way fast enough, and you take six points of bludgeoning damage as as, as this moderate amount of rocks falls on you. What the hell? I feel like Shrag needs to make a wisdom save at this point. <laughs> Why is that? Go ahead, wizard. Say something. laughing. <laughs> Uh, 
it's the kind of thing he'd probably laugh at because he and Obsidian are probably dig each other. I'm I'm gonna roll it. I'm sorry because it's just hilarious. <laughs> oh, few nineteen plus two twenty one. Shrag's Shrag's biting his finger at this moment in time. He's like, he's got tears running down his eyes. He's biting his finger. He's just like. <laughs> All right. Um, Mr. Chelly's trying to help you out, Obsidian. He just gave you a nat 20. <laughs> the only way I'm going to get one today. Um, so uh, as you, as Obsidian dodges out of the way and then starts to dust himself off from that, uh, notice that in the rubble, there's a small vial that seems to have been knocked, that seems to have been knocked out of whatever hidey hole it was sitting in. Who is it closest to? You. Oh. Alright, so uh, I will go investigate. Right. Small vial of, uh, of, 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 of a clear liquid uh, with some bubbles that kind of uh, show up in it. Champagne. Cheers. Yeah. Crystal, I wish. Um. <laughs> but as you look at it, it looks like there's liquid and bubbles, but as you turn it, you don't see it slosh like liquid and bubbles. Okay. So I'll take it over to Shraggy and go, Mr. Laffy, can you identify what this is? Mr. Laffy. Well, sure thing, boss. He'll take it, and again, this is where wandering along, he'll just. Weavy fingers. Weavy fingers. Weavy yep. fingers. It's uh. Uh, you and after a little bit, you identify it as a as a potion of bottled breath. This bottle contains a breath of an air elemental. When you inhale it, you either exhale it or hold it. If you exhale, it gain you gain the effect of gust of wind spell. If you hold your breath, you do not need to breathe for one hour. Shrag's going to walk back to Obsidian and hand it to him and go, <laughs> it's a portion of hot air. <laughs> You're full of it. <laughs> a portion of what? Hot air. Hot air. Did you breathe into it then? No. Hmm. Much worse. No, it's fine. And I'll explain to him what it actually is. So, saga holding for one of us will need it at some point. Possibly. As you come up, uh, you come to another fork in the path, and you look through, uh, you see that this path. Thank you, tricksters. Say again? Thank you, tricksters. Um, as you come up to this next fourth fork, it's kind of a Y fork. Uh, one path leads northeast and is more of a kind of a straight shot down as you, for Shrag and um, Vulcan as you see it just it, it looks like it's a unnaturally straight path for several hundred feet uh, to the point it's actually beyond your vision uh, to the to the left or to the e to the e, to the west uh, you see it kind of the short little jaunt and for uh, Vulcan and Shrag uh, looking through, you see it, pat, uh, even actually everybody can see as you look through, it actually looks and it uh, looks into another one of those garden areas. So this looks like another entrance to the next 
garden area to the to the west. Uh, Cabness is, of course, like pointing toward the northeast and the straight path. Um, as you're progressing through, you notice that this area is also fairly unstable in terms of rockfall. Right. So um, go ahead and make another set of stealth checks to kind of navigate through this one. Ah, much better. That's only an 11. Obsidian? 28, 29. So take your pick. Okay, Will? 12. Shrag? 29. Anari? 29. Jeez. Okay. I think Vulcan and I tripped over the same route. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, sorry, Morn got a uh, 16. Okay. And I guess I should roll one for the bear, huh? Yep. I don't know why I rolled twice. The first one was a 14. So I think that makes it like a 15 or 16. Okay. So your animal companions are good, but Vulcan and Will make dexterity saving throws as another, as, as more of the uh, ceiling kind of collapses in. 17. Okay. 15 for right, um Vulcan makes the again uh you got a 15 and will you got what uh Above or 13. below 15? 13? 12. 12? Okay. So Vulcan takes half damage because he able to dodge out of the way a little bit. You take the full amount. Uh, Will, you're going to take two. Vulcan's going to take one. As the, Just enough to kind of catch your attention. Kind of like when you hit your head on a door jam. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Oh, that's going to leave a lump. Hey, Giggly, you're not going to laugh at them? He's nice to me. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, he do he doesn't dare laugh at Will, or she'll take away his rides. <laughs> so no after, more going for you. <laughs> after a little bit, you come up to the next passageway and leads into another uh, residential area. Uh, this fork in the road, uh, kind of looks like it curves around and you kind of get the sense that it leads back into the garden. And then there's a path that there's a, the main path leads straight North. Going North. I was going to say, I think we're pretty much in agreement that we'll follow whatever Kablis's recommendations are, unless Vulcan is opposed. So as you're as you're progressing through on this one, things seem fairly quiet. After you get about halfway through, though, um, you start to you uh, need Shrag and Vulcan to roll perception checks because they've got the furthest vision. That's a seventeen. 
18. Yeah. Um, you guys noticed just, uh, just on, as you're looking down the path, uh, you notice that there are several alco there. You see an alcove to you passed one alcove or pathway to the, to the West as you're coming up on the, and you see a second one. As you get eyes on the second one, you notice uh, there's movement at the entrance. And as you kind of zero in to take a look, you see that appears to be a dwarf standing at the entrance, kind of looking about, uh, specifically a Durgar, kind of standing at the standing at the entrance and, and kind of looking about. And what do you guys do? So you're gonna see Shrag freeze, but like a, a cat when it sees something, it's just gonna like just stop still and just like pause. I'm gonna look across at Vulcan and like shrug. Is the dwarf uh, armed? Uh, appear, uh, appears to be in the nor appears to just be carrying uh, carrying carrying a. Uh, it doesn't appear to be like having a weapon out, like it's actively trying to defend. It looks more like it's it kind of is at the entrance and kind of just. Keeping watch. Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a borderline keep watch or stand or, or scouting. Um, sorry, does it look like it, is it facing us and guarding the entrance, or is it looking towards the entrance as if it's trying you're to coming up on you're in? coming up onto him as like you're coming up on the side. It's like he's standing in front, and you're. It's like he's standing in front. And you're crossing the path, so he he doesn't quite notice you yet. You guys got you got the first sight on him. Okay, uh, I put my hand back, like stop to the group for a sec, uh, and I'm gonna step forward, um, just casually. Yep. Um, I'm gonna ready a. I'll take a dodge action. Um, okay. just some on defense, and uh, I'm gonna step up and give a typical Durgar greeting. All right. Uh, you get, uh, how close do you want to get before you're offering the greeting? Right now you're about a hundred, you're about a hundred and hundred feet out. I'll get to about 50 feet. Okay. So you get to be about 50 feet and you call out to him. He turns to look at you a little surprise uh, and call and, and replies back. Replies back. Um, Hale, how you doing? I am all okay. What are you doing here? In the what brings you this area? Oh, just doing our normal our normal scouting and hunting. You know how it goes. I absolutely do. Do you have a big party? Yeah. About the average we we stroll around here with. Been out here for a few days. Do you see anything else of uh, danger around this area? There've been some, a few things lately, but we uh, we've been avoiding. We've been avoid. There was a drow party that passed by, not too long ago. Decided not to mess with them. You know how it is. Okay. Do I get a sense that I believe what he's saying? Roll an insight. You're not just going to yell at him. Insight check. Scoo, is it dark in this area? Like, yep. what's the lighting like? A little bit of lichen, 
and a little bit of crystal spaced out. For the most part, it's pitch black. That's a 23. Uh, Natural 20, 23. You can sense that he's probably not telling you everything, but it's also not completely uncharacteristic of Duergar to not tell every not, not to tell everything all the time. Uh, from what I know of Duergars, are they going to be somewhat troubled by the rest of the party? Uh, potentially, uh, they if they think they can get the upper hand, they might uh, they might attack. But if they feel that the party is stronger than they are, then they may they may opt to have a discussion instead of fight. Okay, and is there a, an, a way around where they are right now, or are they basically the entrance we need to get to? You have to pass them to get to the crossroads ahead, and then turn. And then once you get to that crossroads ahead, then you have the uh, then you have to turn. Then you're looking at uh, turning le turning uh, left. So you have to pass this group in order to get to where you're going. Is there any? Um indication of where the rest of this party is that he's talking about considering he's standing at the entrance to uh an entrance to another to a side cavern it could be that the rest are in the side cavern say, say that again uh it's an uh you're it's an entrance to a side cavern like yeah. you've seen with a lot of these residential areas he's the only one standing there so it could be that the rest of them are in are potentially in that cavern All right, um, but it doesn't look like they're moving on anytime soon. No, he's kind of staying there. So it could be the rest of them are inside, search inside doing something, and he's just kind of standing watch. So okay. I don't like how long this is taking. So I'm going to stay in the shadows and stealth up to within thirty feet behind him. Okay, go and roll your stealth check. Yeah, it's a twenty-nine. Okay. Yeah. You're kind of blending into the shadows. Uh, can you have more enroll a perception with uh, his keen senses? I can't remember if it's advantage with keen senses. Yes, you get advantage uh, with right. keen senses. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's uh, 19, I believe. One sec. Yeah, 19. Okay. Uh, Morin doesn't notice uh, Obsidian coming up uh, coming up behind you. Okay. All right. Um... And while you've had this exchange, the Durgar hasn't come towards you. He's still staying right there at the end. And you're still about 50 feet uh, from him, Obsidian. As you get within 30 feet of, of Vulcan, you can't see who he's talking to, but you can hear a voice. You can hear the voices back and forth. Okay. Right. You don't have the okay. helm of Comprehend Languages, right? I do. You do? Okay. So, yeah, you, you're here in the exchange. Can the rest of us see this happening? Vulcan's uh, 50 feet from the other Durgar. 
So if you get if you all stayed in the same spot, Tri could see you and Anari are seeing Vulcan stand there and just talking to some figure in the distance. Okay. And I imagine that in, since they're probably talking in Dwarvish or uh, in, Dur in, in Durgar, if you don't, if it's not undercommon, so you're probably not hearing it. You're just hearing whatever the whatever the sounds is of a language you don't understand. Okay. And Steve, I, if they are I've talking got... in Dwarvish, I do understand. I do speak Dwarvish. Okay. So if it's well, if it's yeah. undercommon, I, but I do I do have Dwarvish on my character. I don't remember. I think Durgar have their own dialect of Dwarvish, but yeah. Um, well, yeah, I speak Dwarvish under common. Um, I'd probably be speaking Dwarvish. Okay. To a fellow uh, dwarf, yeah. yeah. And Anarian has the helm of comprehend languages, so I would understand, just not be able to, to speak. But um, I'm not at a distance I can see, but what can I tell from... Um, from Vulcan's body language is am I alerted? Is uh, roll an insight check. I was actually going to uh, ask the same thing. I actually do speak Dwarvish, but I, I want to know. Yeah, if he's speaking Dwarvish, you can hear the you can hear the conversation. Okay. It was only a ten. I leave that to Vulcan how he wants to describe his body language. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm being casual, but guarded. Uh, obviously, having taken the dodge action, I'm clearly got a wide stance, so I'm preparing for any sort of issue, but I don't So taking one. Okay, so and based you, on And you that, don't know it, but I've got your back, so. Yeah. Based on what I can observe, then I'm going to um, prepare uh to defend also based on his stance okay um i uh to the durga i say uh we're uh, i am escorting a party of important people through here we're not going to have any issues are we depends how important are they more important than their life so i Say that you mind your business as we move through. Um, roll your either persuasion or intimidation, your choice. That is intimidation, sir. Okay, dokie. <laughs> uh, we got Which more well done. Not good. Uh, 15. Uh, the Durgar you're speaking to kind of kind of takes a step back, kind of puts his hands up. It's like, all right. I um I motion the party forward. Um and I kind of walk ahead and between him and them and watch as his eyes kind of take in the party. Um still taking dodge. Okay. Um as you pass uh this open entryway, uh you kind of look in. And you kind of see a group of uh, of eight in the back, just out of sight, kind of in that watching. And then they, they were taking their cues from the person you were speaking to. And okay. as you guys all pass, you kind of see this group. 
What do they seem to be doing? Uh, at f- their we- their weapons are in their hand, but they're kind of they're kind of in that non-threatening. It's like they were almost preparing for an ambush, mm-hmm. but then taking the cues from the person you were speaking to, decided, you know what, we're not going to do that. We're just going to be like, act casual, act casual. Okay. So since I'm hidden, I'm not moving. Okay. I'm going to wait for the rest of the party to go, and I want to listen to what they say. All right. So at this point, Vulcan and is kind of... make sure they don't come in behind us. Sorry, so at this, so it would be Vulcan's uh, keeping in, keeping his his body facing toward the Durgar in the cavern, as the and the rest of the party is starting to pass behind Vulcan and cross the entryway. Yeah. And as they all pass, you see this, and finally, um, where. And Vulcan, Natty, the corner of your eye, you're taking a head count, and you're noticing that the only one who hasn't passed by yet is Obsidian. Uh, and I don't know where Obsidian is, right? No. But you know he hasn't passed um, behind you, so he's probably still... He, he's probably... He, he hasn't crossed behind you, so he's still kind of in the hanging back and hasn't moved, hasn't moved forward yet. Right. What, what are okay. the dimensions at this point? for the the area uh it's 20 foot wide cavern because okay. it's that main thoroughfare this entryway is again is about is about 20 feet in distance because it's a it, it leads into uh, a kind of a into a fairly large kind of uh residential area so ceiling also 20 yeah okay and then as uh kind of seeing and they're all kind of there Kind of, in, kind of, kind of standing, and then as you see behind them, you see this residential area kind of surrounding a natural uh, column that extends from the ceiling to the ground, and all these buildings are kind of wrapped around it in kind of like a, kind of like a wheel type of a structure. Obviously, some of the edges of it you can't see because your vision's limited, but the Duergar who are in there are all kind of sitting there. Um, all with backpacks and explore and backpacks and whatnot, kind of like a explorer dungeoneering type crew. Just again, based on responses and actions, I'll probably try to keep distance and stay to the shadows as much as possible, even in passing by as well. Okay. I will uh, go up to Vulcan, and since I now realize that we speak a common language, I will say to him in Dwarvish. Do you think it's worth trying to trade with them, or should we just move on? Um, I kind of lift my eyebrows at the fact that she can speak Dwarvish. Um, <laughs> and then I say in Dwarvish back, um, no, I see we move on. Okay. The Duergar in the back, I'll kind of look at each other when you hearing you speak in Dwarvish as well. But I speak it very well too. But they're keeping their focus on Vulcan because he's seen the. It's that focusing on someone they rec- someone they're familiar with. I do give them a greeting in Dwarvish, and the bear lifts a paw and waves. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a persuasion. Oh. Oh, God. 
We know this never goes well for me. Ooh, wasn't that's a ten plus zero for ten. They're they're very they're just very static. They don't react. Uh, can uh, Capitalist uh, kind of scoots across really quickly because you know Durgara numbers still fr- still kind of make her uneasy. Yeah, I'll stick close to her so she feels a little bit better. So the last one to pass is Obsidian and Vulcan. You see the rest of the party is across to you. What do you guys? What how do you? What do you want to do? Sorry, so Obsidian has not passed or he has? Crossed? Has not passed you yet. Um, I'll You've taken stock of everybody else, but Obsidian yeah. hasn't passed. I'm going to kind of walk backwards watching the, 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 the dwarves, knowing that Obsidian is back away. So I'm going to turn, still taking that dodge action, turn and follow the party. Okay. Now you guys are all on the northern side of the cave entrance. Obsidian is the only one remaining in the shadows. Um. I want to wait for them to get 50 feet or so, 60 feet. I don't want them to get too far ahead, but I do want to listen to what they say after they feel that the party is out of earshot. Okay. And I'm also getting preparing the broom so that I can get on the broom and catch up pretty quickly. Okay. Um, as they're getting to the getting to the edge of your vision, um, go and give me a perception check. I like your thinking, Shad. 16 on the die plus 8, so 24. Ooh. Okay. You hear uh some slight conversation in the in there. It's like kind of like, why didn't you tell why did we let them go? Uh because it's scary. And it's like, what? <clears throat> they were the ones. The ones who did what? You didn't hear? No, I didn't hear. What did? What was I supposed to hear? The, the camp. The camp is gone. And it was. It, that was probably them. They're new here. Are you sure? I could have been the Illithid. Did do Illithid burn people? No. Have you? Do you know? No, but. Or whatever, and they all start to walk. They all start to walk back. Okay, so I'm gonna hop on the broom, go up twenty feet, basically hugging the ceiling, and scooch on. All right, go ahead and give me a stealth check, up. just in case you, just so you don't like scrape the ceiling and knock something down. Yep, uh, eleven on the die plus ten. Oh, at advantage. Uh, I'll take the 11 on the die because that's a nat one. So 21. Yep. <laughs> you progress through and just as you lose sight of them, you catch back up. <laughs> uh, catch back up. You, you The rest of you notice tr- uh, Obsidian kind of flying in on the broom real quick as you come I'm up gonna on land a crossroads. And uh, tell them nothing. Not yet. Fair. Uh, so you come up on this crossroads. In this particular crossroads, you see a. It looks like a T junction, with uh, one path that leads uh, more to the east, uh, southeast. But the as far as the T junction, it seems like it's moving straight east to west. 
Uh, Cabness is looking at her, looking at her, her, her rough map, and kind of uh, motioning that you guys should, that you should take the left uh, path and have it kind of keep progressing, uh, progress west. Um, as you're progressing west, you come to another uh, fork in the road. This one has a path that kind of curves gradually to the north, uh, which she looks at and kind of kind of shrugs a little bit and see and says it's like and kind of points to going to taking that northern path or you can continue west into the next district and then head north but it seems both paths lead toward another garden area he's a uh, not entirely enthused but knows that this is the quickest way north So either north or west is the th same? Yeah, if you go west, you have to go into another district and then turn back north to kind of give in to the, to kind of skirt around the garden on its westernmost side. If you go north, then you're try you're probably, you're looking to pass more uh, through roughly the center of the garden area. What's the shortest distance? Shortest distance would be to go straight north and go through the center of the garden. What does the guide recommend? The shortest distance? Yeah, the... She's like, it, it's kind of one or, one or the other. If we hug the side of the garden and get through, it's possible. But if we go straight through the garden, then... There's a higher. There, there's still a chance we might encounter something in the garden. So it's 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 really kind of a pick your poison, no pun intended. So shorter, but possibly more dangerous, or longer but safer. Potentially, still dangerous. It is the underdark, after all. It is the underdark. Yes. What do you guys think? We've been traveling for quite a bit, so. I've, uh, I'd vote for speed. Right on through to the other side. Okay. All right. So, uh, Sorry, Donnie, I didn't mean which, to cut you off. taking the Northern path then. All right. So you guys, uh, come up and kind of take that curve and soon you come into what looks like another one of these large kind of fungal gardens. Uh, this one, as you kind of coming in, so again, trying to reimagine what that looks like. Uh, it's a steeply domed roof, about 100 feet high. Um, there are several varieties of tree-like uh, fungi growing in scattered uh, stands throughout the cavern. Uh, the floor is carpeted with a bizarre swirling rainbow pattern of colorful molds and lichens. Um, it's kind of, it's 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 difficult terrain to kind of move through, so you're gonna have to take more time because as uh, if you make too much movement, 
Uh, you can disturb the mold and it releases spores into the air. So it could make things more difficult. Should we ferry people over on our brooms, Obsidian? That's what I was just going to ask. What does it look like from a flying perspective? I know you said it's difficult terrain walking. What about if we flew? Uh, if you flew, it'd be navigating through some of the taller uh, uh, fungal tree-like growths. You do notice as you're kind of looking in and based on previous ones, there's a kind of a network of paths that loom around and in two areas that kind of that kind of flank each other uh north uh, east and west are like these raised uh pathways kind of like overpasses that have uh sp stairs that lead up and then go across and then lead down um the area in between has the growths like i said it's, uh, none of the fungus is growing to the full height of the chamber so it is possible to fly up and over Vulcan, is that something you would be okay with? Yes, it's all right. I don't know. Will, will Morin be okay with it? I don't know how badgers feel about flying. He should be okay. Sorry, I've got subterranean barking spiders apparently in the <laughs> cabin behind me here. Good sound effect for the room. That's what that is. Um. Ooh, okay. Um, Vulcan, you know that the, the, the spores and the whatnot in this area are not particularly hazardous, but if they are disturbed, it could make vision. It could obscure vision. Kind of like how a fog cloud spell works. Right. So how do we wish to proceed? You guys want to fly? Let's or do walk? it. Walk. Hi. Come on, Shraggy, hop on board. <laughs> Don't you wish you didn't laugh at me now, huh? <laughs> All right, who's first? Anarian, Vulcan, Morin? I'll go ahead and stay back and kind of secure or try to protect the party that's here and be one of the last to go across. Okay. Yeah, so because of the weight, I figured you grab Anorian and Vulcan, and I'll grab Shrag and um, Morin. Okay. And the bear is just, sorry, the bear is just on his own. Well, we got Cablus too, don't forget. Oh, ah, uh, uh, right. And yes, and Cablus. Um, Shraggy and Cablus could probably, because they're both sh short. Right, they can probably both ride at the same time. So I'll take both of them. Okay. All right, Vulcan. Shrag up front, Cavalus in the middle, and I'm at the back, if that helps. Okay. All right. So trying to get the, so is this two trips or one trip? Two trips? Okay. All right. Uh, so first trip uh, was who again? Sorry, I was looking something. I have Shrag and Cablus on my broom. Shrag's at the front. Cablus is in the middle, and I'm at the back. Okay. And I've got Vulcan. 
and Morin and Anarian are staying back for now. Okay. So and they're trip two. Okay. So trip one. Um, Trag will and Obsidian go ahead and roll perception checks. Obsidian, that's me. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Well. Uh. Mm. Twenty-five. Yeah, Shrag. Eleven. Okay. Cabinus is uh, a little freaked out on the whole flying thing. So she's doing that like nervous airline passenger, like really kind of gripping and holding and just trying to be like, I'm not looking down. I'm not looking down. I'm not looking down. <laughs> As you're uh, flying <laughs> through. Uh, Will, you notice on the pass forward, uh, on the pass through that while the area is really, there's, there's dim light from the lichens and whatnot. And you see, you're seeing pockets of crystals growing. Uh, you do notice that there are a couple of, you notice a, a, a like a small, like a, kind of like a larger, like lizard type creature is kind of scuttling about. And as you're kind of watching it, you see that it comes close to like this uh, kind of like purple mushroom. And you see it spring to life with these tendrils that wrap around the lizard and just start to pull it in. The lizard starts to twitch it starts to violently try to get away, but soon it stops. It just gets to twitching as the cre as the creatures pulled in toward the base of the fungus of the mushroom. And you okay. notice it's a very, very bright kind of violet purple. I will <clears throat> pull my broom up alongside Obsidian's and look at Shraggy and say, hey, will you use the stone to tell Anarian to make sure to put a not go anywhere near purple mushrooms because they have tentacles. Okay, boss. Okay, thanks, bro. Um as you kind of pass you get pat you give you pass over and you get to the other side where there's the the next entrance. Uh this one the path is is narrower to about 15 feet. Uh looks like it's the original passageway collapsed and that a new one was roughly dug through. Okay. So you deposit oh. them. Come on back. Welcome, Shraggy. We'll be right back. Please, please let Morin know to hop on the broom and I'll, I'll do my best to <laughs> keep him safe. Okay. Uh, the second pass through... Uh, go ahead and do perception checks for Vulcan, Anari, Obsidian. Uh, Will, you get advantage this time around? Perception, 21. Yeah. 28. Anari? 26. Will? 29. Okay. So you as this pass through now that uh, kind of sharing that information and whatnot, you spot out uh, several more of these vi uh, violet cover colored type of mushrooms all scattered about uh, along your path. Uh, seem to and they for the most part they seem very motionless. And the one that you saw had the lizard, which is the one you were you kind of zeroed in on. You saw the lizard was there, and it's no longer twitching. All right. 
And I know what these are. Do I know what these are? Uh, roll a nature check. Uh, 19. It's called a violet fungus. Um, okay. you, it's a predatory type of fungus that tends to live along uh, the flo floors. It's got several stalks that will lash out and cause a cause the flesh to rot as uh, on contact okay um do they move uh when prey is nearby but for the most part they try to stay very still unless there's a reason to kind of go into motion but they can move across the ground like they're mobile no they're uh, they're kind of they're kind of like a Venus a venus flytrap okay they grow uh, and... naturally but they don't really go anywhere and do I know that there's a safe distance to move yes. from them? Yes, you guys are flying at a safe enough distance they can't lash out at you. It just happened to be in passing you notice that they're there. Okay. Is there any um, way I can de-summon the bear? It is, uh, do I have to just wait for him to die? You kind of have to wait for him to die or disappear because it's not a concentration spell. It's a magical item. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How is the bear going to progress through? Uh, very carefully trying to keep distance from purple mushrooms. <laughs> and you don't have any telepathic bond to the bear, right? Nope. Okay. I can communicate with him verbally. All right. So the bear picks his way through. Um, let's see, what's the bear's AC? Like 12. Okay. Uh, gets through on, as it goes through, it passes one without incident, but it gets a little too close to another one. And it lashes out with its one attack for a 15 to hit. That hits. Um, and it takes... Seven points of necrotic damage on the hit. Yeah, the it, was, it was pretty close to being dead. Because it took some damage in that battle, so... It... As we fly away, we just hear sad bear noises. And poof. And there's Sorry, a group buddy. of spores that are disturbed. It's kind of where the bear was. So now you guys are all on the other side of the cavern. And that is where we are going to uh, call it for today's session. It's all almost right. one o'clock and we have we all have things to do, I'm sure. I apologize I was a little late getting started. But uh, as you guys all touch down, uh, it's been a day of travel, roughly. Uh, so real quick, uh, we can do real quick kind of setting up camp to rest for the day. So there are two, the couple of, how do you guys want to set up camp? Uh, I will oh. start cooking food for people. Okay. We, we have enough space to do the tiny hut. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can progress through and move into a little residential area that's uh, fairly fairly secure, so you can hold up in a hold up in a place and find a secure place to hold up. 
while I'm preparing everybody's food, I kind of like turn my back to everybody and I like do some fiddling and then turn back around and like serve everybody a plate. And on everybody's plate is like a little pile of like rations and some fresh mushrooms and some cooked veggies and a little bundle wrapped in cloth. Okay. What's and in yes, the there is one for Vulcan as well. What's in the bundle? Nice. So when you guys open the bundle, you discover each of you has a gold ring. And it uh, it's like um, like a signet ring kind of where it's like a thin band and then it has like a wider spot on the front of it and around the outside of it is some little like uh, delicate dwarven carvings. And then it laid into the central central part of the ring is um, each one of them has a um, displacer beast tooth sunk into it. So the, the curve of it kind of goes up like that. And then coming out of it are uh, little sun rays that mirror the um, sun rays on my holy symbol. And um, she says, you guys have become my team and my family. Yes, even you Vulcan. So if you ever need to leave us, maybe this will help you find your way back to us. But we're stronger together and I'm grateful to have found you. Shrag will give Will's leg another big hug and he's then going to sidle over to an area and pull his cloak a bit and go, she's giving the two rings now. Does that mean we're engaged? <laughs> and Ari's, and Ari's going to laugh and then he's going to say, I'm afraid so, buddy. I feel for you. Frank's going to hang his head in fear. Oh no. Mom warned me about this. Out of the, out, out of the corner of your eye, you 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 see Nat do the whole arms crossed, <laughs> tapping her finger, and eyebrow raised. <laughs> Shrek's gonna turn to her and go, "What about there now?" <laughs> What's Vulcan's reaction to the? Um, he smiles. He doesn't smile often, but he smiles. Um, and he kind of goes off and, um, creates camp, uh, off from the party. He doesn't like to be indoors either, um, too confined. And so he'll, he'll, uh, he'll create camp just a little ways off okay. with Morin. Um, I mean, he'll be part of the group, but then he goes off when it's time to sleep. He's kind of on that, that outer fringe kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. And um, yeah. Obsidian? Oh. Just hanging out. Thank you for the gift, Will. As always, you are very thoughtful. Shrag, did you summon the dome? Yeah. <laughs> Wild magic. Uh -oh. One left on the one left on the docket, my friend. Uh oh. <clears throat> it's always good to end the day with a little wild magic. This could be a really slow release. Oh, I'm so worried then when I saw that seven. It's fine. Um, that's an 81. 81. Hopefully it's some good cliffhanger. 
Uh, you can, you can take an additional action immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Not that crazy, but you know, a quiet, quiet night at camp. So now that we've got in a camp, you guys are safe for the night. That'll be the, uh, that'll be our end. Sorry, no, no epic cliffhanger this time. I will say that in the middle of the evening, um, when I find an ability, an opportunity to do so, um, I'm actually going to leave the unicorn horn beside Will as she sleeps. And then Vulcan and Morin are going to slink out into the night. Okay. Buddies. And then uh, Anarian, during his watch, is going to um, be by the fire and he'll practice his uh, origami, making a, another attempt at a Morin badger figure. And uh, once he's once he's done that practice, if it's uh, gotten any better, he'll kind of look at it and then um, kind of dispose of it in the fire and start working on another. Uh, real quick, Vulcan, give me a perception mm. check. As you sneak out. Uh, is this related to the environment? <laughs> Or is this related to my party? Related to the party. Uh, it's an 11. Okay. Um, Anari, go and give me a sleight of hand because I know you typically don't do this in very public view. Yeah, that'd be a nat one. Oh. Ironically, Vulcan, as you take the time to sneak out to not raise aware, you notice Anari sitting by a fire. It's a small fire, so it doesn't draw too much light. And yeah. you see him kind of fiddling with something after a while, take a look at it, and then put it in the fire. Kind of file that away for a mental note for later. Okay. But with that, uh, thank you all of you for hanging out with us today. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Uh, real quick, want to give shout outs and thanks for Sidfar for the seven month sub, Get Mitari for the seven month sub. Glock for the Glock 89 for the six month sub. Um, um, new follows from Grizzly uh, 01810 and Reyes, R E I G H A S. Thank you for the follows. Dish Pickle, thank you for the bits. Uh, all the bits, all the fun. Um, so, all the magics, all the magics, all the things. Uh, if you liked what you see in here and your first time here, please hit the follow. Uh, also, if you want to support the channel, the best thing to do that is to go over to patreon.com slash scuba studio and check out our Patreon possibly, and possibly join as a patron. You get early access to videos that are posted on YouTube as well as tidbits and info when with whatever I'm working on behind the scenes uh, going forward. I had a couple of interesting stuff. Uh, coming up in the next few weeks, uh, going to want to get uh, your opinion on. So that's a great place to do that. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for uh, hanging out. Uh, anything you guys would like to plug or give a shout out for before we call it a day? Obsidian? Yeah, thank you to Jason for hanging out with us for a few weeks and playing. We you guys are welcome. That was a blast. Thank you very much. I'm heading into major season three of Into the Mist prep and other craziness so um yeah but it was great to to be here while i could be it was fun thanks everyone. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, you're welcome. Back anytime all right so unless we yeah. get a tpk we'll be here waiting for you when you get back <laughs> <laughs>
Death is not the end. Awesome. It's only the beginning. That's right. <laughs> Especially when you're a necromancer. Perks <laughs> <laughs> of the job, I guess. <laughs> so, Thank you, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad everybody had fun. I know it's kind of different tempo than the last couple of episodes of, or last couple of sessions. So, travel montage. An obvious friend. Five anything. Sometimes a marathon. We avoided some. We avoided a few things, but that's okay. So, all good. But with that, uh, you guys all have a great weekend. Uh, again, no D&D episode tonight for Challenge Accepted because it's Valentine's Day. So find your significant others, regardless of who they may be, and enjoy the holiday, enjoy the weekend with them. And we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Bye.